It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight for Uplift. I'm Phil Bliss. I'm Chad McLeese. And I'm Jim Brim. Yes, Ian Thornton is not with us tonight. It is his birthday. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, I think yes. Yes. It's so a, you don't say what year. Okay. No, no. I'll just say that he grew up in the time of phones with cords. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, he's celebrating his birthday tonight, and he was feeling a little bit under the weather. So we asked Jim Brem to come back and be with us. Uh, you may remember Jim from a few episodes back. He sat with me, and we talked about creation, I believe. Yes, we did. Yeah. And uh, tonight we're going to go back to Genesis for a topic about original sin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim has brought up the topic he said that uh well why don't you just go ahead and tell me okay i just i just mentioned uh, we were discussing what topic we would talk about and i said i've had several people in the last few weeks mention something about original sin or the adam and eve story and kind of suggesting that they didn't think that was true and i just thought maybe we could dive into that a little bit tonight talk about what original sin truly is and why we needed a savior from that. Hmm. So that was my thought and these guys jumped on it. So yeah, that's where we are. Yeah. um, It's, if I may say ironic, um, (laughs) not ironic at all that I had actually been thinking of that topic, not necessarily original sin, but um, the fall. Okay. The fall. Yeah. The fall. And, um, well, which is original sin, yeah, but I'm just—it just struck me when you said that because, just like a day or two earlier, I had been thinking about what does it mean to know God, and what does it mean to know good and evil, and so you brought that up, and I, and that's why I jumped on it, yeah. and Chad. He'll, he'll jump on anything I tell him to. <laughs> Chad was drug, Chad was drug in, kicking and screaming. <laughs> I'm game for anything. <laughs> oh, just kidding, Chad. I might really so, mess it up, but that's okay. No, so let's see what we can do with this. Um, so if we think about right after the creation, everything was good. God created everything, and he called it good. And then... The serpent is in the garden and tempts Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And God had said, of this tree, you may not eat. You can eat of any tree in the garden, but of this tree, you shall not eat. And, you know, we can start by saying how Eve twisted the scriptures. Scripture being that God had spoken it, so that's scripture. Um, It had not been written down yet, but she told the serpent that we may not touch or eat. And God only said, do not eat. He never said you couldn't touch it. Mm -hmm. So he's, or in that day, you will die. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to have knowledge? You guys want to take a stab at that? What's knowledge mean to you? I'm not setting you up for a fall here. I I got (laughs) to. I got a point here. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I don't have a specific answer, but okay. in, in this case, they had one rule. 
they didn't they didn't That's know good. evil existed necessarily right but they right. had one rule to follow and as in our human nature the one thing they tell you you yeah. can't have is the most attractive <laughs> right how many have you ever touched a sign that says wet paint oh yeah i've had plenty of wet fingers from doing that <laughs> my wife can't walk by a closed door without checking to see if you can see if it'll open <laughs> that's funny yeah. so what, what do you think knowledge is well, there's there's two applications. Okay. So we have you know the spiritual gift of knowledge, okay, and and there's that. But in this case, you know, I think like what Jim was saying was, it's the knowledge of of good and evil, or it's it's this humanly, earthly knowledge um, that God really didn't want us to know, because then you have the whole hmm. then they they. You know, so when 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 they did do what God said not to do, then they discovered, "Gee, we're naked." Yeah, you know, so right. they have they have right, right. they had all these revelations of things of this, uh, should I say, carnal knowledge? This uh, you know, human human understanding of things that God never really intended them to to have, and so the story begins. Well, you know, the reason I brought this up is. Um, I met with a group on Monday night at a different church, and we kind of brushed on the subject of um, various types of sins. And it triggered in my mind years ago when I studied what the Hebrew word for knowledge is. Mm -hmm. It's not it, like our Western thinking. Mm -hmm. Our Western thinking of knowledge, a lot like what both of you said. No. Right. It's like having um, a database. We test people in school. We test them on what they know. If you pass this test, then you get to go to the next grade or you get to graduate. That's a, that's a that is knowledge, okay? But knowledge to a Hebrew who was reading that is about intimacy. Adam knew his wife mm -hmm. and conceived and had Seth. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's about intimacy. So to have intimacy of good and evil would be to really become one with good and evil. Mm -hmm. And at that point, they only knew good. Mm -hmm. So they became one with good and evil, mm -hmm. which is the sin. The sin is disobeying God, but the sinful nature is what they gained from partaking of this fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like it wasn't just an apple. Okay, it wasn't just a symbol. It was something that changed them, and they died spiritually. Yes. They broke their relationship with God in that very moment. Mm. And they still lived. I mean, Adam was 900 and, I can't remember, 920 years old or something like that yeah. when he died. Um, and sure, I've heard the argument. I've used the argument that a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. So they died in that day. And that's all symbolic. But what God was saying was, you're going to die because they did die spiritually. Yes. They, their relationship with him was broken and now they just live physically. So spiritually, we're not intended to die. Mm -hmm. God never intended us to die. The physical yes, would die, but we would go on to live eternally with him. So when we broke that, when we died spiritually, that means we're born spiritually dead. And Jesus said, you have to be born again 
So you're born spiritually after you've been born spiritually dead, and now you live reborn spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that fits in with the concept of original sin. Disagree with it, but it does because, but but it, it it goes even further. Yeah, because it wasn't just Adam and Eve who died. Mm-hmm. Right, it right. wasn't. It wasn't even just people who died. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you're absolutely you know, right, you understand that like all the animals were vegetarians. Now I know there'll be some people that say, "Well, the plants died," <laughs> but the animals didn't eat one another, right? Because they didn't have it. All of the earth took on that nature, mm-hmm. yes. took on that sinful nature. You That's now understood correct. that you had an option. Mm-hmm. And we exercise that option all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's a very good point because it's not just us who are broken. The entire creation is broken. Mm -hmm. And the restoration that that God speaks of throughout the Bible is the restoration of our souls, but it's also the restoration of the world. Mm -hmm. A new heaven and a new earth will come down. He'll recreate. Behold, I make all things new. He says, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, it really goes back to what we've been talking about the past few weeks, too. In my mind, I look at it like free will, because when, when I, I because I'm not very smart. I did a bunch of research, on this. <laughs> <laughs> a, bunch of read, a bunch of reading. He's smart. And, well, you know, there's so much about it that you just glossed over. It's like you just, you know, most people, they look at, you know, Genesis and it was Adam and Eve and the serpent and the apple. And okay, you know, but like so, but there's so many, there's as many mysteries about the book of Genesis and and creation, even more than the book of Genesis. But about the original creation, there's as many mysteries and unknown things there as there is in the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. In, in In my purview. So, you know, free will. So, so Eve and Adam both, they exercised their choice of free will in, you know, in that situation. But really the one thing interesting that I never really thought about was the fall of Lucifer, okay, mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was a thing. And, and so the question that, that I was really got into was that when I went down this <laughs> rabbit hole rabbit. <laughs> was w- w- which came first the chicken or the egg mm. you know and it w- mm. w- so did was there sin that predated Adam and Eve you know and and the answer was Lucifer fell <laughs> okay that's the answer so yeah there there ha- there was a temptation that occurred mm-hmm. so there was at least the the bad thing that you could choose whether they knew it was bad or not they chose you right. know the temptation they they accepted right. they, yes. they, the temptation yeah i like that chicken and egg concept because what came first the temptation or the free will or what you know how did the how does the free will lead to the temptation? And right, because then I was I was reading and listening to some different, you know, experts and scholars and whoever, and they said that you know there was there was a theory that really can't be proven or unproven. Did the Earth suffer judgment before Adam and Eve came in the Garden of Eden? Hmm. Because when you read Genesis and it talked about. 
you know, the, the earth was dark and covered in water and all that sorts of things, that there's people that claim that there that God mm. had formed a judgment against the earth in that period before Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden came. Interesting. That, that's a whole other thing. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but, that's an interesting that's another theory. day. Yeah. Right? And there's all kinds of debate because right. you can't, the, the Bible doesn't really specifically tell us those things. It's yeah. kind of like, right, you know, right. He, God kept it simple, stupid for us, you know. Yes. Right. And that's fine. But, yeah, it's like, so, the, the, without question. Uh, well, so the question that people have been asking you, Jim, is, it, was it true that Adam and Eve sinned? Is yes. That, yeah. Well, one one was, was an actual question. The other were just kind of a, well, yeah, that's a story. You know, like, mm, it didn't really yeah, happen. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and uh, like you say, the... The fall, Eve was tempted. And I, I mean, me, I take it literally. Mm-hmm. I believe that there was an Adam, there was an Eve, yep. created mm-hmm. beings, yep. and they chose mm-hmm. to disobey God. Mm-hmm. And then everything bad happened after that. One of the di- biggest, dis- where the discussion came from, was they were talking about a lot of the illnesses that we have now. Um you know, some of the different old age illnesses, some of the different autisms and the things that are. And I said, it's a fallen world. Hmm. And that's how we got to that conversation. Well, what do you mean a fallen world? You're saying because somebody ate an apple hmm. 6,000 years ago, my child has autism. And I yeah. said, yeah, basically, you know, yeah. I, I don't. It, it, that seems awfully simple. Yeah. But. If we hadn't made a decision, mankind, that it being us, if we hadn't made that decision to sin mm-hmm. back then, then these other things wouldn't have happened. Now, someone would have done it if Eve hadn't, probably. But, oh, yeah. right. but the, right. it is what it is, and so we need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. But the something we're saving is our souls, not our physical bodies. Right. And, right. and you've talked about that a lot, I know, on the podcast and different places. But mm-hmm. the separation of the two, mm-hmm. I don't want someone to say, you know, oh, he said if you go to church, you'll get rid of autism or something like that. No, no. But, no. but, but that is where it all started. Mm-hmm. And all of the bad things that have come along to the earth and to the people of the earth, mm-hmm. All the wars, it's all because we chose to do it our way. Right. And, and we've talked about it many times. We continue to choose to do it our way. Yeah, and you know, one thing I always tell people when they say, I don't believe in original sin, I say put two two-year-olds, let's say three-year-olds, sit them on the floor together and put one toy between them. They're going to fight over it. They're going to fight over it. Because that's their nature. Yes. And they're going to, they might even, I don't know, might even hit one another, but yeah. they're going to fight over it. And that is sin coming out. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that we just learn. It is something that is born in us because of Adam and Eve. And the reason we don't live forever physically is they were never given the right to eat from the tree of life because God said, we must kick them out of the garden lest they eat lest from the tree eat. of life and become like us. Yeah. And someday in the book of Revelation, though, God gives us the right to eat from the tree of life. Once we've been redeemed by 
the return of Christ. Well, we've been redeemed, but when the redemption is final, the final judgment takes place, and those who have been born again will have a right to eat from the tree of life and live forever yes. mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. So it's the complete restoration after the destruction that was caused by humans. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, to me, it's I mean, humorous, maybe, maybe not, but the lie that Satan told Eve, the, did God really say that? Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed. No, it hasn't. In 6,000 years, he has not had to change that tactic. <laughs> not at all. I mean, and he's saying it when he's telling people, Oh, Adam and Eve, that's just a story. Right. It's the same thing he did. Oh, did God really say that? It's the same lie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it still works. It's the same <laughs> temptation. You know. You deserve this. Take it. Yes. Or, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, or that person harmed you. Go after them. Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of concept that, you know, God, God will understand. Yeah. Yeah. God will understand. (laughs) God is very true to his word in that he does punish sin, Mm -hmm. but he punished his son in our place. place. So, yeah. Um, And that brings us to the discussion we had the other day about truth and grace. Yes. Yes. God offers us grace. But he is still truth. Yes. And we need to find our place somewhere in the middle. <laughs> you know, we accept the grace, but we have to offer that grace to others, mm-hmm. but not without still telling them the truth is the truth. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah, the grace, in a way, shows us the truth because without his grace, we would be destroyed, but with his grace, why aren't we destroyed because of his grace? Right. You know, it's a vicious circle. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the best examples, at least, is the story of the woman caught in prostitution. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because after Jesus, you know, the, the real famous, everybody knows about cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. But after saying that, and everybody walked away because none of them could rightfully cast the first stone. Jesus didn't say, okay, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. He said, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. So he offered her grace. He offered her an escape from the punishment of what she was involved in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he didn't say, okay, all's good. Mm-hmm. Right. He, right. He brought the truth in right. and said, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I'm not sure we're good at that, but that's what we need to work towards. <laughs> Hence the grace. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But grace is not a license to sin. It covers no. us when we do sin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our God is a very just God, you know, so yeah. he He is very fair and honest and, uh, you know, with us. So when we make these choices, just like Adam and Eve made, when we make these choices, there are repercussions if we make the wrong choices. But Jesus, he sent Jesus for us. And the other thing is, it goes back to relationship. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people people get really confused about creation and have so many questions about creation. You know, um, just there's a, a th- I've always had so many questions about this and that and all these, you know, practical things and how did this become and who, you know. 
And a lot of people have these questions, but that's where he gave us just enough. And that's where our relationship with him is important because we can press in and ask him these questions. And he can reveal things as much as he wants us to know. Because the, the important thing is, like I was alluding to earlier, there's all these theories and all these things about creation. And, but the bottom line is he gave us what he wants us to know. And, in, and he will reveal them to us in, in other scriptures in the Bible that you wouldn't expect necessarily. Mm-hmm. There's other ones. Yes. Like you can read about all this also in like Proverbs 8. And there, there's all even all the way through the New Testament. Even Paul talked about certain aspects of creation and the, you know, the original sin and, and all that sort of thing. And so it all relates. It all ties together. The Old Testament, the New Testament, mm-hmm. Jesus's relationship with us, as far as you know, the original sin that took place, and all those sorts of things. But if we pray about it, I believe He will reveal to us the answers that are in Scripture that we just maybe glazed over. Because I know I did. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good point because if I think back on my life, if God had given me all the knowledge that I have now back then, number one, it would not have been such a journey, mm-hmm. a joyful journey to get to where I am and to know that there's more coming. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it would have destroyed me mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't ready for what he's given me mm-hmm. now. So you're right. He, he gives it. But that is because just like if you a relationship with a spouse, it, you grow in that relationship or with a child, you grow in that relationship and it gets better as you go and it gets better with God. But you can't just put them on the shelf and say, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You got to be constantly. And part of the problem is that Satan is still whispering in people's ears saying, God doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. God's done with you. Mm-hmm. You've, you've ruined it. Mm-hmm. And that's what come, when it comes out is, oh, you don't know what I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as advanced as we want to make it all or as, as much as we want to unravel and unpeel the onion, it really is that basic. It, it is. really is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Jim said, like you both just said over the past couple of minutes, it's, he's still just telling us the same basic lie. <laughs> and we still yeah. believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if we believe that, then we can counter that lie knowing what it is mm-hmm. yes yeah and that changes everything mm-hmm. yep but he doesn't want us to know that mm-hmm. because he, he loses control mm-hmm. over us yeah and you know this is a little bit off topic and we certainly don't have time to get into it but if you study the bible more and if you even if you go back to the hebrew i could take the very first word of hebrew in hebrew of the book of genesis bereshit in the beginning, and you can just pull an amazing story out just from the first word mm-hmm. yes. and see how much God was trying to tell us just in the first word. Absolutely. You put the seven first seven words together, oh, that's an even better story. <laughs> yeah. It talks about the plan of salvation, the first seven words in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. So, mm-hmm. And at the same time, the entire Bible is one story. Is one story, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, every little piece of it is intriguing. Mm-hmm. But it's also just one story. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's about Jesus. And it's about Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there, I guarantee no matter who you are, there are people 
there there are pieces of that puzzle you haven't put together with what's oh, there. No, what's, no matter what's how there. much you've studied. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's yep. no way. So what do we do about people when we come across people that don't believe in original sin or don't believe in the Adam and Eve story or, you know, things that we believe so strongly about? How do we handle? How do we handle those people? Well, that's why we're doing this, so I can find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what just came I got up. an answer. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, no, you, nope, you, you first. Okay. You first. You first. Uh, I'll let you finish because yours is probably better. But what, what came to my mind was Andrew Womack always says, um, God never made a dud. And what that means is God created us perfectly, and then we ruined it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, all these things, God never created all the diseases, Jim, that you talked about. Right. Cancer, mm-hmm. ALS, autism, all these things. God did not create those. No. They came from what we know as the enemy. It, yes. You know, they, it came through our, our fallen uh, situation or that, that, that became what we became. So God didn't create that. So God never created a dud. We created a dud by making poor choices. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, what I was going to say to add to that is we are still, especially if someone is truly born again, then they are spiritually alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even though they disagree with us, doesn't mean... Uh, I, I was going to say it doesn't mean they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. You can believe they're wrong, and you can believe it and believe it and believe it and try to convince them they're wrong, but it's God's job to bring them to the truth, mm-hmm. not your job. Mm-hmm. It is difficult, especially when it's someone in your family. It is very difficult to sit back and watch them continue to slip away and and believe the world and grow in the knowledge of the world and farther away from God. But it's not our job to convince them of the truth. It's our job to bring the truth to them, to tell them. Mm -hmm. We have been told to do that. But when it comes to you get to that point where you want to convince them and you get angry because you can't. First of all, your battle is not with them. It's with the enemy that is fighting against them. And our recourse is to pray. And I have seen people come around because of prayer. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's difficult to let go of that, but that's you take that difficulty to God and it's amazing how easy things become when you take them to God. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily overnight. Sometimes it's even before overnight. It's always different, but you've got to take it to God. And with that relationship you have, he will either ease your mind or he'll bring the person to the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. But well, it's him. Something I'm going to set you up here, Phil. You're okay. going to have to All right. tell this because you know where it's from Ezekiel, but you brought it up the other day. Okay. Okay. For anyone who is struggling oh, okay. with trying to convince someone or you've told them or you've tried to lead them in the right way and they're not listening. Yeah. And then yeah. Phil told this the other day 
when we had similar discussion. And this is good, so I'll just let you tell it. Um, I think it's in Ezekiel 37, might be 36, I don't remember. But um, God speaks to Ezekiel and says, tell the watchman, watchman is someone who sit on the wall and look for armies coming. Mm -hmm. Tell the watchman, if they see the army coming and they don't go tell the people that because they're scared, they run away, whatever, then the blood of the people is on the hands of the watchman. But if you t if you hear the sound of the armies and you go tell the people and they don't prepare for what's coming, then their blood is on their own hands. So our job is to bring the truth to tell. But if they do not choose because they have free will, just like we do, if they choose to deny it or not believe it and they're convinced in their own mind. And Peter told us that make your calling and election sure convinced in your own mind, then it's not on you anymore. It's on them. So you just do your best. Do your best, yeah. And, and it's hard to walk away sometimes when you know that you know that you know that you know that it's the truth mm -hmm. and they're just not seeing it. And all kinds of reasons they may not be seeing it. The way they were brought up, something that happened to them in their past. There's all kinds of things that trauma is real. It affects a lot of people. Trauma from childhood affects a lot of people, and sometimes it's hard for them to let go of things or believe things. That's where God works best. That's why you have to let him do his work with them mm -hmm. and pray for them. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jim. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you said that the other day when someone else had brought up a similar situation. Yeah, and I just right, thought, right. That's, that's really where I need to be is, you know, I, I'll say what I believe is the fact, mm -hmm. and then I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to beat myself up, and I'm not going to beat them up over it. I'm just going to, you know. And, and I'll add to that something I added the other night was, if, if you try to convince somebody that something is wrong, if they've gone to God with it, and they believe that God is telling them that it's okay, okay then you need to step back because you don't know what God has told them. Now, they may not have been hearing from God, okay, but we also don't know the whole situation. And certainly God treats us as individuals. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there could be a reason that God said, go ahead and do this this one time, or, or this is okay for this situation, and we don't know the whole story. So we can't say, and the reason I'm bringing this up is I heard recently someone say that, Okay, this was about the United Methodist Church um, thing that's going on right now. And this person said that someone was saying, how can you be a Christian and still believe that you should stay in the United Methodist Church? And my answer to that was, you don't know what God is telling that person, mm -hmm. why they should stay in the United Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. It's not, that's not a black and white area right there. No. Um, I have a friend who stayed in a church where, sim in a similar situation, and he stayed in that church, and he has made a tremendous difference in the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And at, at one point, I was that person telling him, why are you going to stay? <laughs> and he told me that God told him he had work to do, and that was enough. I stood back, and I said, like, you know, he's right. That's right. And that helped me grow, too. Mm -hmm. So you just don't know. You can't say you can't say somebody that votes for a Democrat is not a Christian, okay? <laughs> I've heard that one, too, and that one makes me mad. Not that I'm a Democrat, I'm not saying that, but 
some people are Democrats and are Christians still. Christian is not about your political party. It's about your belief in Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. And Jesus hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Because they needed him. That's right. Yes. Just like that church needed your friend. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like we need Jesus. Yes. Because we eat from the apple every day, most of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're running out of time here. It went quick. It went quick. Very it always quick. does. It you always, always say that, but it's true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little faster than I expected. <laughs> I actually had more to say, but we'll save it for another time, okay. right? That's right. Well, we'll do. Maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We'll do a okay. sequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure being here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jim. Bye, everyone. It's been awesome having you here, Jim. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yep. Jim, Jim is kind of like our resident creation expert. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always love looking forward to uh, hearing what Jim has to say about creation. So it's been awesome. Yep. Yep. Well, well thank, thank you again. for that. Uh-huh. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll see everybody again next week. Um, let us know your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We know you're watching and listening. Um, the feedback we have received has been very good and very much appreciated. So give us some more. And ask questions. Ask questions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, ask questions. We'd be glad to answer them. I'd love to hear them answer them. (laughs) Chad said he could tackle anything. (laughs) I heard that. I didn't say I'd do it well. (laughs) That's all right. All right. We'll see you later. See you, everybody. Bye.